Hey sisters, welcome to the first mid-season episode for season two. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Thriving Thoughts. bit of my story that I used to practice as a clinical psychologist. I'm not going to go through all that again. Don't worry, ladies listening in the car. You're like, oh my goodness, Sherry, I've heard this time and time again. Well, listen, the only reason I bring it up is because I quit that field because it prevented people from connecting with one another and it perpetuated the myth that there is something wrong with us, and if there's something wrong with us, we've got to keep it behind closed doors. So I'm here to tell you that is a little lie that can grow into a big lie if we're not careful, and we're going to speak truth over that today. In my conversations with clients that I've worked with in the past, with women in business that I've had the privilege of getting to know, with friends and family members, and in my conversations with myself, The topic of brokenness has come up repeatedly. I don't believe I've ever met a woman who at some point in her life has not alluded to the sense of being broken. I think we all feel it. And I think some of us talk about it, maybe with those closest to us, maybe with our girlfriends, maybe with some of our family members. But I don't think we talk about it enough. I think that there's this fear that if we talk about how broken we feel, that it might somehow make it real, make it come true. And instead, if we can kind of bury our heads in the sand, bury our brokenness, so to speak, that somehow it won't be there. But it comes up, it comes to the surface every once in a while. Maybe it's when you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you're getting ready for your day. And those doubts and worries and insecurities about ourselves come in. And we think, man, there can't be anybody else who who thinks so poorly of themselves the way that I do. Or maybe it comes to you at night when you're laying down and you're replaying your day and maybe there's something you missed or something that you are gnawing on or is gnawing at you that maybe you could have done quote unquote better. More often than not, the sense of and thought of being broken comes to us really when we least expect it. It's like, way to knock me down again, thought world, right? I remember one day I was driving down the road and something somehow magically came into my mind about something that I did 25 years ago. And it was like my brokenness was fresh again. It's like these little things in our lives keep creeping back up and reminding us, lying to us, y'all, lying to us, reminding us that we are broken. And then here's the other thing that happens. We tend to think that nobody else is as broken as we are. I actually just had a conversation with a woman the other day who I did a podcast episode with, and it was fascinating. She's probably about 20 years younger than me. And she said during our conversation that she remembers a time when she told a family member or a friend, I can't quite remember which, that if they really knew her, they wouldn't love her. And it was so fascinating to me 
because many, many years ago, I had written a similar letter to my mother saying, if you really knew who I really was, you wouldn't love me. It was just uncanny for me that this young woman also experienced that sense. And so I think it's a common lie that we face, that there is brokenness in us, that if people knew who we really, really were, that they wouldn't love us. And I think that we overlook the priceless creations that we are, and we tend to muddy that up with what we call our brokenness. Here's the truth. All of us are broken in some way. All of us have broken thoughts, broken feelings, broken habits, broken histories, broken pasts, broken relationships. And what happens throughout life, I think, is that as we go through experiences, most of us tend to internalize negative experiences. And rather than saying, hey, what can I learn from this and how can I grow from this? We say, we ask ourselves this, how am I to blame? What did I do wrong? What could I do differently? How can I fix this? It's all my fault. We are like judge, jury, and executioner of our happiness. <laughs> we just suck that right out of there because we lie to ourselves. We believe these lies. Here's the truth. We are broken and that's okay because there is beauty in brokenness. And it's not about talking about how there's something wrong with us. It's talking about how looking, coming face to face with our brokenness allows us to thrive. It allows us to grow, to prosper, to flourish. I promise you it does, guys. You know, it doesn't help us one iota. In fact, it really harms us when we don't choose to look at our brokenness, call it out for what it is, and grow through it. And I know the growing is hard, you guys. Thriving is hard work. It is not easy. It is not pain-free. It is not intended to be. Look, no pain, no gain, right? That's the old standby. It's true in this case, too, with how we look at our identity and how we define ourselves and, most importantly, how we speak to ourselves. You know, when we can finally be honest with ourselves, come face-to-face -face with the brokenness that's inside of us, it's like, wow, oh, like I can finally breathe again because we don't live in denial any longer. We live and walk in truth. And here's why recognition and coming face to face with your brokenness is important because it then tells you another characteristic that is common to every woman and every man, in fact, and child, that we are created to need, okay? Recognition of our brokenness leads to acknowledgement that we have need, needs, that we cannot fulfill on our own, okay? Brokenness leads to the realization that you need something greater than yourself. And what we need is connection, Okay, I'm going to give you some examples of that. We need connection. We were not created to live in isolation, right? You know, we can't have fulfillment. We can't walk in a purpose unless that purpose is to serve others. That's a form of connection, by the way. For me, the chief connection is a recognition of my creator, is a recognition of God, 
and a recognition that I am his priceless creation. And because I am his priceless creation, and because he loves me unconditionally, without reservation, without restraint, time and time again, I can do that for myself. That gives me permission to do that for myself too. That's the chief form of connection that resonates with me. Maybe that resonates with you and maybe it doesn't. Let me talk about another form of connection that results as a recognition that you need something greater than yourself. Think about relationships with friends, with sisters, with heart sisters, not just blood sisters, right? But relationships in which you share your heart. The relationships where you share the things, the dark, deep brokenness, right? That we've been talking about. You share that with somebody else because you have a need to not carry it on your own, right? And when you don't carry it on your own any longer, you are now connecting. You see how that flows? Brokenness to a recognition of need to a need for connection. And when you're connecting and sharing those most vulnerable places within you, your brokenness, when you're sharing that, There is a release and a relief that you would never otherwise experience had you not done that. We are not meant to keep things bottled up inside. Look, where do you think the Me Too movement came from? In this sense, I'm not talking about sexual assault, but I am talking about the opportunity to share your heart with somebody and hear them say, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you said that too. I can't believe that. I'm not alone in this, right? And it's not about coming together for connection to wallow in our collective misery, (laughs) in our collective brokenness. No, it's about supporting and encouraging. And then with that connection, you can encourage one another to thrive, to grow and to prosper. See, we need the voices outside of us. I need the voice of my heavenly father. I need the voice of the people in my life that I've been blessed to call friends that I can share my deepest moments with. Y'all, I share really deep stuff, not with everybody, not all over social media. I have a few select people that I share my heart with and they share their heart with me. So your brokenness is not wasted. Your sense of brokenness is not wasted and you are not isolated. You are not alone in that. That is a very common human experience. It is not just common. It is within every single person. You can bank on that. I promise you. It's within every single person. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you want to get to that place from brokenness to release and relief, you've got to follow that path. You've got to come face to face with your brokenness. Call it by name. Call it what it is. Recognize that that's indicating you have a need and a need for connection. You find that meaningful connection and you share and you become vulnerable and you talk about your brokenness so that you can be encouraged that you no longer feel alone, and that together you and your connection can learn to thrive. Sisters, thanks so much for tuning in for this first mid-season episode for season two of Thriving Thoughts. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. It's always my pleasure and my privilege and my honor to speak truth to you so that you can thrive in any and every circumstance. Hey, listen, if you have found this message meaningful to you 
and it has inspired you to thrive in your own life, I'd love to hear from you. Just check out the links in the show notes. You can message me on Facebook or on Instagram. And I'd be honored if you would share this episode with a friend, maybe a friend who you know needs to hear this message about experiencing relief and release from brokenness. All right, sisters, remember, speak truth over the lies in your mind so that you can thrive in any and every circumstance. And I'll see you right back here next week.